What do you think? Uh, I think we're ready. Ready to go. My, 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 me, 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 my, All right. Hey, everybody. This is Ken, and I got my buddy Matt, and this is episode six of Midlife Pivot. Today, we are going to talk about all things midlife pivoting. Maybe do some shout outs to some of the company companies, maybe a little bit of that business stuff. Maybe we'll just talk about Memorial Day. Maybe we'll just talk about some things. I don't know. We'll see. Matt, how you doing? I'm doing all right. I think, uh, yeah, we don't have anything on, on the schedule to talk about. So we're, we're wide open. It's been kind of a, it's been a, a not necessarily a different, our schedule has been a little off yeah. because well, yeah. we had Memorial Day so. and then I had to go out of town and. So, Stuff like that. It's actually Thursday that we're recording instead of Monday. That's how behind we are. We've been trying to normally get on Monday or Tuesday at least. Yeah. Usually trying to get in the studio. Yeah. Well, and you were out of town for a wedding, right? Yes. Sam, my assistant, decided to up and get married, which honestly, what the biggest takeaway feeling that I walked away with is I felt like that was like a dry run for the first daughter of mine to get married honestly that's what it felt like it was like almost like hey we're just gonna have you come and like check out the <laughs> check out how this happens this is, this is what it looks like from you this know, side of it almost like you're going for almost like a job interview like here's how this is how normally weddings work you know here's the bride she may or may not be in distress here's the bridegroom you know blah 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 blah, blah. so it felt it felt like that it uh, felt very like hey i was just there almost there in a fatherly sense in a way not for her necessarily, yeah. but it felt like it was a dry in, run. In, in your mind, it was. In like my mind, dry run. in yeah. my mind, all I was thinking was like, oh my gosh, yeah. I need to make sure I'm able to pay for my daughters to get married. Well, I saw the pictures and she looked beautiful. Oh, she did. Yeah. She just fantastic. looked fantastic. Yeah. She handled it like an absolute boss. I was so, I was so proud of her. Like she, you know, like I, I didn't know what to expect. I think largely because I haven't been to a wedding in a hot minute and like it's like you, it's almost like you figure out like what happens like what do we do now i mean do we still do the dollar dance like that's the kind of things that i'm thinking about like where well, this is an open bar cash bar whatever <laughs> anyway but it was well put together that was uh, organized well the timing of it was executed well and i'm just here thinking about it. i'm like well, this is the person that's not only she's managing all of this night right now like literally like a field general and oh, by the way, she she's the one that booked my travel there. I felt so like um, well, you let her do everything. Just because, well, she's your assistant. Of course, she'd book your travel. Well, yeah, but so, but she's booking my travel to her wedding. It's like, wow, thanks, boss. No, I, I I wish I could have went. I just that was a little no, too far to travel for my wife. No, I don't. I, know, I yeah. totally understand. It was eight hours, and I got to ride with a young kid named Stewie who was in the was in the wedding. He's like a thirty year old, thirty three year old kid. Um, military kid and uh, that knows the groom and Sam asked me if I if I needed a rider and I said yeah because I went solo so all right so that was that, that was a, a fun eventful trip uh, yeah sure. it was all uh, of deep conversation I'm uh, sure. it really was not you know and I don't know if it's just a matter of hey here's somebody that's you know that I don't have a lick in common with other than you know you know the service of our country if that makes any sense but um, it was it was a pretty non-talkative 16 hours on the road to and fro. Did you, did you share driving or did you drive the whole time? Yeah, no, he drove a little bit the first time and uh, just because I was getting kind of bleary, you know, like always, you know how you get when you're driving long distances, all of a sudden oh. you're just like, oh, yeah. uh, now you it, now it's time the body wants to nap hard. 
And, um, but on the way back, I, I drove the whole entire way the way back. It was eight, like eight and a half hours. It wasn't too bad. Uh, oh, I, I think the question that your TikTok followers are oh. going to want to know. Oh, what's that? Did you dance at the reception? I didn't, you know, and I, and I think it, it, I, I didn't. How many months uh, have you been practicing uh, for here's, here's reception, why. wedding Honestly, reception dancing? Uh, this is why it's because it didn't, it, there wasn't a, there wasn't a lot of people there and it, it, it felt like I, like almost like I would stand out way too much, you know what I mean? And it just didn't feel like it was the right opportunity. I did get a TikTok of Sam while her and uh, her husband were sharing cake, but um, I just didn't, it just didn't, I didn't get that vibe. Right. They, it was a, it was a wonderful wedding. It was just a little lower energy. It, it just felt a little lower. And I can't, I, I think largely Sam had some people that weren't able to come and, you know, so yeah. it just wasn't as big a crowd. Okay. But no, I didn't. Yeah. I wanted to. Did they, uh, but did here's they, what uh, I'll tell you. Here's what I'll tell you though, is that I don't feel like the DJ was really playing anything that was relatively current. There's so much more current music out here now than like what they were playing. I'm like, hey, have you not been paying for music over the last two years? There's some amazing dance music out there. Well, maybe, well, Sam probably picked the entire playlist. Probably. Yeah, she she had it down to the minute uh, as far as what was playing. That's probably a true story. Yeah. That's probably a true story. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I think probably up to a point. At some point, she's got to let that go. Like, here, I don't want you to, like, you know, play the Bee Gees after the Jackson 5. And Well, that wouldn't be bad. Well, that wouldn't be bad. But anyway. Yeah. So, but it was a good wedding. It was fun. All right. Be more like a, like the, that, that total shift, like an Alan Jackson after the Bee Gees. That would uh, be. I'm better. trying to think if there was even any country like music Whiplash. that was playing. I don't yeah. even know if there was any country. Honestly, I don't know if there was any country music that was played. Oh. No, wait. Yeah, there was. Okay, that that would surprise me if there was no country. And no, if, there was. If, I just if, don't remember. Sam made the playlist. There was I, country. I just don't remember. So, but um, but I think you know. Also, there was Memorial Day, and yeah, you know, for me, it wasn't something that I felt like really. You know, every every year Memorial Day seems to kind of hit a little harder for me, and, I, and I've noticed that in the last two years, and this year especially, and uh, it, it it just hits like a. It honestly just is like a uh, like a ton of bricks. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned that this one was this Memorial Day was a little rough for you, and I can't really. I know why. I wouldn't have been able to, and it's and it's a lot like arthritis, I imagine. In the context that you know you just feel it all the time anyway, you know. Yeah, and then sometimes when the weather changes, it just sets in harder and it hurts more. And that's how I kind of feel about Memorial Day and leading up to Memorial Day and the days after Memorial Day, you know, and because there's a lot of uh, not necessarily confusion about what it represents or what the holiday actually is supposed to be for. But I think there's a lot of, um, I have some mixed, mixed emotion. I'll be honest with you. I feel like there is a lot of, um, almost, um, like an appropriation of uh, of the pain associated with losing someone. Hear me out. Okay. This, is, this is why I say that. Is that like I went to um, a gym on Memorial Day, participated in the Murph workout, and the gentleman, the, the entire organization was aces, 
stem to stern. It was an amazing organization and it was well ran event. It was amazing. Anyway, but the, the gentleman running the show was talking about, you know, the meaning behind Memorial day and, um, uh, took the liberty of stretching the meaning of what Memorial Day is supposed to represent to include, you know, those that fight fires and also serve the communities and the police force, right? Basically, you know, if you are a cert uniformed wearer, that Memorial Day is there to include the loss of life associated with them. Okay. Well, there's like, a, here's my question. Is that from an inclusivity standpoint, is that really necessary? Do we have to include police and fire? Do we have to include anyone that wears a uniform into Memorial Day deaths? I mean, I, I don't, I, well, from the, you know, the historical or in the, you know, behind the creation of Memorial Day, no, but I, there, there is no set aside holiday to, to remember those, you know, I, I think it started with, uh, with 9-11 was where that was, that they started that. Uh, inclusion. I don't know. I don't know when. It, I don't know when it happened. But I can tell you, I don't. I don't know that it. I don't know if this would offend people or not by saying it. I just don't think that we. When you start, it's just I just feel like it's appropriating like right. pain associated with losing somebody like that. Well, did it? I don't know. Did it diminish your Memorial Day in any way by having those having those people included? Did it take, no. did it make it less? No. I'm mentally vet, and just for the entire audience, I'm, I'm like vetting all this out, like mentally. This is something that I've been kind of thinking about, and I want to know everybody's opinion. Yeah. To include yours, Matt, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, why, just got, that's why I'm asking the questions. Okay. All right, so here's why. Because I, when he was talking about it, right, here's a guy that's re basically repeating, like saying, hey, this is what Memorial Day is about. And then I felt like he was... Um, He's like, and also police and fire. So he, he made it like a, like an afterthought, a footnote in uh, kind of like he was like caught himself like, Oh wait, should I include police and fire? Should I include police and fire? Maybe uh, he, I better include police and fire just to cover probably, my butt. Maybe he just realized that there was maybe a fire, you know, a, a policeman or a fireman yeah, in the hey, audience. Here's or the something. way I see it. Like here at the end of the day, Hey, if we need to have a holiday for police and fire lost lives, then, then we absolutely should. Like, why don't they just create one? I mean, if there's National Hamburger Day, like, why can't we have a National Memorial Police and Fire Memorial Day? Like, you know, that th that should be the same level of recognition. I think my fear would be is that people would learn how to fight about that too, because if you know some policeman or fireman gets, you know, dies in, in the line of duty in some sort of weird way, that might incorporate some sort of racial stuff it could, it could uh, be well okay that i think is that too far off on the rail here well i don't think it's too far off on the rail but i think we just need to remember that you know regardless of the kind of person that died in the line of duty it's not we're not remembering their entire resume we're remembering the fact that they gave their lives fair enough for for a cause i'm for salty us. on memorial day anyway so i'm going to look for a way to find I'm, I'm going to be looking for a way to be bitchy and that, that's just being honest right so like because it hurts so much to me it's like i in that moment you know listen to him speak and i think also i think that we, we need to do a better job of making sure people that are actually uh, in charge of speaking about memorial day know what they're talking about not that he didn't it's just you could tell he felt uncomfortable talking about it from a position of knowledge 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. And because like when he was giving giving us instructions as to what we need to do to stretch out, the guy was like way so, confident. All right. So he, talking about Memorial Day and the meaning behind such, not so much. That was outside of his his uh, expertise. And I think maybe that made me uncomfortable and it made me angry. But I was already angry to begin with because it's Memorial Day. So that's just like I, I'm just went into the holiday not happy. Well, um, I'm very sorry. I uh, I had a uh, my own Memorial Day experience because. Uh, my friend, Staff Sergeant Shannon Hunter, he was he was murdered back in October, uh, and he's buried at the Veterans uh, mm. Cemetery in, mm-hmm. in Dayton, Ohio. Mm. And they got his marker up for mm. Memorial Day, and it. Um, my sister sent a picture of it. It. Um, I saw the picture, and it completely made all of that real, and uh, I, I cried. I, look, I stared at the picture and cried for a good five minutes. It was, it was a strong emotion there. Yeah, because he was a veteran, he was able to be buried in a, in a national cemetery. Yeah, uh, had he, had he not been killed, he would have been. Uh, he had plans on being in Ukraine the next month to go. He, used to, he was to go over. he was training, uh, but yeah, he he would he would have been in Ukraine training um, Ukraine soldiers. Oh, wow. Our job here is not necessarily to say, hey, here's the best content that's relative to podcasts because there's a bazillion podcasts out there. Our job is to prove this concept behind Studio Udio, which, by the way, is brought to you by. Oh, that's right. We are recording in Studio Udio. That's right. Anyway. Well, so basically, let me ask you this. Have you ever been to a national cemetery before? Uh, yes. Uh, uh, I used to go every every Memorial Day, and we'd uh, my son and his scout troop. We would uh, plant flags. And, uh, uh, I got gotcha. you. He would play taps. Uh, I got gotcha. but not because necessarily knew anybody there. Um, no, I don't. I don't know anybody aside from now my, my friend Shannon. Yeah. That, that's, that's there. Is that the Ohio? That's in Ohio. Yeah, uh, I got gotcha. you. Well, I mean, sadly, I have a few. I, I understand. Yeah. Uh, and like I'm really sorry about your friend I remember we talking about that back in the fall I remember that yeah that's, it, I remember you having to go to the funeral well I'll tell you those those national cemeteries like because I've been to Arlington a couple times and I've been to the Abraham uh, Lincoln National one up just north of here in south of Chicago but um, um you go to them and, and you just Here's what I can tell you from a global war on terror vet guy, right? And uh, there are sections that are associated with the GWAT. Just because that's just where there's the prominence of people or prominence of growth. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like all of a sudden, here are all these brand new headstones. Now, not everybody chooses to be buried at at Arlington or, you know, in a national cemetery, but there's a lot of them that there's a fair amount that do. You know, and I, I, that's ultimately, that's what I choose. That's what I'd prefer. I don't be buried. I don't want to be a corpse in the ground. I, mean, I want to be cremated. Like to me, it's just, um, but I'd be preferred to have my ashes stored there or with my kids. I don't know. I don't know what to do about that. I'm going to will my remains to somebody I don't like and make them take care of me for the rest <laughs> of their life. Jesus. 
there's a there's a unembalmed i want it to be unembalmed i want to be as offensive as possible uh, i mean i could be just a very i maybe like a, a six foot tall urn with my ashes it's, that they uh, have to it's cart around with here's, here's, here's what happens to your body is that you die you immediately go into cryogenics for a hot minute right until until april for a july delivery date <laughs> <laughs> so there's going to be a piece of asphalt that's actually <laughs> actually created for your cor your carps your carcass so you're so it can be laid laid out there in april so by july it's fully ripe and bloated okay. just, yeah. i was maybe uh maybe i'll just give you a heads up maybe i take that too far maybe that's pretty out there maybe but I'll, I'll give you a heads up don't drink any tea at my funeral don't drink it <laughs> i don't know what that sound that is even i don't know what that means but it makes me feel gross yeah um wow okay i think we maybe exhausted that subject right yeah no talking right. about yeah. bloated corpses and bloated just corpses kind of just there. yeah and memorial so. day is taking a turn yeah memorial day I, I, and I'll just tell you why my Memorial Day was hard, and um, and I don't, you know, I don't know how detail, I don't know how, like how detailed, like a personal story I should I should share. That's how whatever you're comfortable with. What does it matter, right? Right. Exactly, because I, you know, I don't want to tell a story so people will be like, you know, oh my God, what was me or anything like that? Because this is literally just like a really deeply personal story that I like it's almost like you have to share it to kind of get off your chest because you don't believe it in a way all right give it lay it on me all right so i go to i go to sam's wedding and she's got travel and hotel scheduled for me i gotta ride down with this this um stewie the stewie stewie mcstorson you know um 32 year old kid i get down there meanwhile you know obviously you know that i've been trying to get more into physical fitness and like trying to take care of my body and and really the intent behind that is not because of anything other than that. that's what i want that's what i want to do with my time and and like i just feel like it's it's a way for me to whenever time i go to the gym it feels like recess so it feels fun to me gotta work out and it just it just feels fun and um so anyway i'm gonna go out of town i gotta go to tennessee i you know I'm, I want to do the Memorial Day Mur Murph workout. Um, it's the people, it's a hero wide. Everybody knows what it is for the most part, but it's a workout people do on Memorial Day to honor uh, Lieutenant um, Michael Murphy, who was a SEAL team guy that died in Operation Red Wing in, the, in 2005. About six months after I left in late 2004, they, uh, they probably, I think they, they, that SEAL team probably arrived you know, sometime around the time I was leaving and, and then or some shortly thereafter, you know, because uh, I happened in the summer of 2005 and I left in December 2004, November, December. Anyway, um, I've always wanted to do that workout, but I've never felt capable. I don't know why. I, I, I think largely because I felt like, you know, what it represented, I didn't ever want to fail at it. Like I wanted to do well with respect to what my body is capable of doing. And over this last two years, this midlife pivot, part of what's the next evolution of, you know, mind, body, home, spirit, whatever you want to like this, this trajectory I'm on from midlife pivot, the, the body is where I'm focused now. Right. So I've been going to the gym and going to CrossFit and like just working out and like, so 
you can understand the importance that I've like, oh, well, while I'm out of town, I would love to be able to get a workout in. Knowing that all my friends here were probably gonna be doing Murph and um, are people that I associate with, that I work out with. I don't know if I call my friends, but people that I work out with, <laughs> they're all doing Murph. Workout buddies. I don't want, you know, I don't want to, fear of missing out, right? Like I don't, I don't want to miss out on it. And also I feel like, you know, maybe I could actually do it. Right. Okay. And because up until like a handful of weeks ago, I didn't, I didn't know if I could do it until my trainer said, Oh yeah, you, uh, <laughs> yeah, you can absolutely do it. I'm like, are you sure? She's like, yeah, you'd be fine. And, um, and I wasn't saying that to be coy because I legit, you know, it's just important to me. And so anyway, long story short, I, I, I'm going to Tennessee. I find a gym that I'm going to go to and it's within the town of where we're staying at. And, but it's not, uh, across a gym. I, I don't know if they're doing an actual Murph like hosted workout. Right. Which I thought would be fun. So then I scrolled down a little bit and I end up finding another gym. And for those that know is CrossFit mayhem, which is apparently a big deal in the CrossFit community. Like I had no idea, like, <laughs> it, but apparently once I got on the website, I realized it's like the the four time national or four time current world champion. That's like his gym, the world champion of CrossFit. There's a like yeah, there's like a CrossFit Games, right? So like, okay. uh, there's people that know about it, people that don't know about it. Like I'm new to it, you know. What I mean, I've been familiar with the sport for a long time, but like I'm just new to doing it. But I stumble upon it's like it's like I'm going. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go work out at like the guy's gym that's just won the last four <laughs> CrossFit games, right? Like that, insane, insane, right? So it felt privileged to be there anyway. Um, anyway, uh, so Monday morning I'm driving to there and uh, I'm taking that time to kind of rethink about my why and why I'm doing that workout, and, you know, being focused on it and like, and so I started going through the list of my, my list of names of people that I know that are buried in these national cemeteries and, um, uh, and I'm driving and I, like I, 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 I couldn't remember, um, a first name, you know, for the first time in Uh, since 2003 August 2003 August 20th 2003 I was on a mission helicopter fast rope infill I was on the first helicopter Mitch Lane was on the second helicopter he fell about 60 feet right and died and so but I'm going through my list of names of people you know Jake Frazier Mitch Lane Dave Hurt Eddie Dwayne Cantrell, um, like Eddie didn't die in combat. He died uh, trying trying to save his children after a house fire. His house came out, got on fire while he was home from like his <laughs> however many deployments. And so uh, his house got on fire, and he 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 got his wife out, and he went back in to get his daughters, and um, and didn't make it. And him and his daughters didn't make it. Anyway, I was with him in two thousand four. Anyway, in 2003, in August 20, 2003, that's when Mitch died. And I can tell you about Dave, too, and Jake. But, um, 
the other guys I wasn't with when they died. I, you know, I just served with them at different times, but they died in combat, right? And but but I was with Mitch, and I didn't really know Mitch because um, he was on a team, and he was kind of augmenting the team that I was working with. And I was the Air Force guy working with an Army group or Army Army SF team that was getting augmented by another SF team, right? And so um, Mitch came from ODA three six five. I was working with ODA three six two. But I knew 365. I knew those guys. I'd worked with them on a couple of missions before that earlier in their deployment because I basically, as an Air Force guy, I was kind of getting assigned and bounced around between team to team, you know, to kind of help, you know, make based on where the need was. They didn't have enough people to manage all these teams. And so, anyway, yeah. So I knew Mitch tangentially. Like, I just kind of was like, hey, here's a guy. His name's Mitch, right? And so, um, but here's why that's a, here's why that's a really big deal, is that you know I, you know I saw him perish, I saw him fall, and you know while I didn't know him, there's a certain I mean that's a that's a heavy thing to witness is to is to see another man die you know in combat it's just it's just it's heavy it's a heavy thing, and I have carried it with me for a long long ass time and to the point where you know you, you know uh, when you get home you, you tend to obsess over these things and you'll say hey well you know, you'll read his bio, you know, and not daily, but you'll read it more often than you'd ever read somebody's bio because you, you just want to like, you know, you like mentally, you want to let, you want to like, you want to remember, you want to force yourself. Remember, you know, Mitch Lane from Lampac, California, 35 years old, husband of, you know, ex so-and-so, I'm not sure what her name was, you know, a, a father of three, you know, built like an absolute Greek specimen, like literally like designed out of statue. All right. Well, do you, do you think that, I mean, witness, you, you were there, you witnessed him, him dying. Uh, but also, you know, he was, he was in, he's doing the same thing you had just done. You know, you had, you all, you, everyone there had similar training, had similar um, skill sets. Yeah, that's an assumption. That's you. Okay, well, I, I, I am making. I'm making a lot make, more. I'm making a broad stroke I assumption. Would, yeah, no, no, I would say this is what I would say is that here's the t here's why it was hard for me. Right? Is that it, you know, there's a tremendous amount of guilt you feel when you you don't remember a person's first name after watching them perish. It, it, it's I, it, that's it. That's what it, okay. it boils down I, to. I, all right. Why we were there? Who has who has training? Who has not? I mean, there's because that that's a that's a whole nother side of that. Because I that was the second time I'd ever done a fast rope ever in my life. I'd never trained on it. I'd never. It just it was just something that I got to do. I, I, like I was assigned to this team. They say, "We're hey, we're doing a fast rope. Uh, here's how you do it. Good luck." And though it's being on a helicopter 60 feet in the air and you have to slide down a rope that is not as close to the edge as you think it is. And you have to reach out and it is scary as shit. So I do it the second time and this guy's probably done it a hundred times and he dies on it. You know, maybe it's complacency. Maybe it's, you know, you don't know. Maybe you just slipped. Maybe it was the wind. It's like riding a surfboard on top of wind. It's, it's unreal. But I can't help but think the guy is probably the most qualified. He was, relatively speaking, this is really for the, uh, relative to my experience, relative to his experience. I mean, this guy is like walks on water. I mean, this guy, ha this guy has done it all, you know, so it had to be because of wind or whatever. I don't know. 
I feel bad. You know, you just feel bad for, you know, for like forgetting. Yeah. Well, his his name slipped your mind, but you didn't freaking haven't forgotten. Him. No, it's, I know. It's, but it's, I, and I, I know you feel guilty about it because this was. Uh, it, it, you don't. You didn't diminish his his memory or or his his sacrifice any more or less by simply having a name slip. Yeah, I don't know. Like I. I think it just hit me. Yeah, I, I understand that. Yeah, that I I, I do. One. Well, you know, and I think it went <laughs> like when I. It's a, it's a heavy subject to talk about. It's really hard. It's really hard, man. Like this, it sucks. You know, because you're sitting, you're mad at yourself. I'm driving down an interstate to go to this gym, right? And I'm googling my phone, looking up him just to be able to get his first name, and it was just un, like. Like panic, panic set in. Anyway. Well, I think uh, you talked about it. That's I just shared all that with us. Yeah, you just was on it. I don't. I don't how did that sound? Does that sound weird? Like I had to hear that kind of a story on this platform. Is that weird? What do you think? Uh, we we haven't decided what our platform is. So I mean, it, I don't know. It it wasn't weird, and uh, I I'll thank you for sharing it with me. And I hope it makes sense. I crushed the workout though. I mean, yeah. I felt great about it. And then, but what I did when I got in there, you know, cause I, I decided that's, I'm going to do what I'm going to do now. Right. To make sure this never happens again is that that's going to be the next tattoo. I got on the left side of my left arm, left forearm. And this one, I got my mom here, right? I've got these over here. This is, this is going to be my way to memorialize. I'm just going to put those initials here across my, so I don't forget them. All right. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. And then, and then I wonder if I have that problem again. But um, anyway, but when I got to the gym, though, basically I thought about it, I'm like I'm I, uh, like a uh, uh, like a guy that does like a triathlon. You know, like how they write the numbers in grease pencil or whatever on their bodies. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. So I just wrote basically I did. I just took their I wrote their names on my thigh, and um, because I. I you know, at the end of the day, I want to like say, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm here for this. This is why I'm doing this. These are the people that I'm doing it for." Okay, and that made me feel better. Oh, I, I I think you celebrated Memorial Day better than most. I mean, it's not about um, cookouts and. I did go to a wedding. Well, you went to a wedding, but that wasn't a Memorial Day an wedding. Amazing prime rib. Oh yeah, the prime rib was phenomenal. I meant to ask you about that. They were uh, here's what I was a little bit kind of like, like hey, I want to pump the brakes on. They amazing portion on the prime rib, but they gave us jack squat for potatoes and like green beans when the there wasn't as many people there as I thought there would be. So they should have been a little more generous with those portions on the sides. Uh, well, coming uh, here, I'll tell you something. You're gonna. I was a wedding planner. Oh no! Because why not? I've done everything else. Right. right. I, was, I was a wedding planner, and so those those plates are portioned out, and then when there are extra plates, those are. But they served it buffet style. 
Oh, yeah. The, the, I mean, okay, buffet style where someone dished for you or you dished yourself? Where someone dished for you. Okay, yeah. So the, they're, they're, those, those servers are trained to dish out portions. I'd, and they know when there's extra stuff, they get to eat. Otherwise, they don't. I bet Sam... I bet Sam has like a ton of food to bring back here. Uh, probably not. Uh, I won't be any good it, that time she gets back. No, but in most cases, the those those servers and the staff they feed the staff, they feed the DJ with there's extra food. I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see. Well, I say that because they didn't um, like they. I saw them like training it up and they took it all back to the hotel. Oh, so, so they've got all. I don't know what they're doing with all that food. It, yeah, but ordinarily, yes, yeah. they would be like, "Hey, they're gonna feed I know, this person." I know when I uh, if I bartend at a wedding, oh, yeah. I always look forward to uh, not as many people Zoom, showing up, so I get to eat. Seeing what didn't get used. Yeah, seeing what didn't get used. All right. So, what else do we want to talk about? Um, well, how are we doing the time? Uh, we're getting we're getting close. We're getting close. Yeah. So we could do our recap. We've got uh, last number I checked. We had forty listens. 40 listens on our podcast. Yeah, 40 listens. That's that's fantastic. Let's 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 do this. Let's let's end the podcast on that celebratory note to say, hey, we've recorded five podcasts, now six. This is six. And up till now we've had forty uh, listens. That is an average of eight per episode. I'm good with that number, and that gives me a benchmark that I can look at for next time. I, I know you like the numbers. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, this is Ken. That was Matt. I, and just, I, I waved. You this is see me on, Studio on. Udio. This is Midlife Pivot. Hope this message was received well. All right. I don't know. We got to work on that outro. <laughs> I, don't, so, I don't know. Uh, reg- you know, regardless, Midlife Pivot, like and follow. Thanks. Yeah, like and follow. Take care.